Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Brothers Grimdark, where your hosts, myself, Henry, and me, Alan, who also now has a name, and we're brothers, who and like 40k, hence Grimdark. Hey, it all came together. Now, we've got a bit of a problem, because it's getting very, very hot in the room right now, <laughs> and we want to open the, the windows, you know, let, let a little bit of cold air in. Yep. There are birds outside. Going fucking mental. <laughs> like, so we, we opened one of the windows just for a second. Like, oh, maybe no, no, we can. No, we opened it and it was fine. We opened oh. multiple windows. We then came back. We we're about ready to start recording again. And we literally began the countdown. Yeah, the countdown. And then they started up again. Those feathered dicks. <laughs> also, the term used was feathery dicks, and that's the whole point where we're going to go back <laughs> into this and explain this for them. But fine. Well, enjoy that bit of that, that sidestepping. Now, some say behind the scenes fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's promotional content. Other two stories. Okay, wait. No, no, no. Last time we left this show, yeah, we were just about to discuss. For the record, we... I've never left the show. I'm a loyal member of the show. I left. I... We had to we had to negotiate for a long time I'm, getting back. I'm actually a voice actor hired to voice me myself. <laughs> I. <laughs> I fucked it. I fucked it. Okay. Okay. We're talking about why we love the assault phase, and we've got two stories for you, and I believe uh, the first one is about demonettes. We're going for that one first? I yeah, think, I think I, the demonettes are first. The demonettes are first, because this is funny. This is the funny one. The other one is the proper balls out 40k awesome. It's, it's fucking grimdark. Anyway. Brothers grimdark. I'm going to plug the show in the show. That's just disgusting. <laughs> Though, speaking of, demonettes. Demonettes, oh. So... We have a friend who, for the purpose of the show, we'll call Jack. <laughs> that's that's his name. Yep. <laughs> so, Jack, um, he's an Imperial Guard player. He was yeah. an Imperial Guard player for many, many years. Yep. Loyal to the Guard. Loyal yep. to his own race. Yep. That sounds like he's a racial supremacist. <laughs> okay. No, I meant <laughs> he's loyal to his brand. Yeah. Okay. His brand of he, humanity. He's very much a like. Think he, think bread and butter Imperial Guard player. Yeah. He. He always played guard, so we always tend to think of him as a guard player. He's collected other things since. He's oh, collected no, Tyranids. No. Hold on. He has collected Tyranids, but I'll stop you there. Yep. It's Astra Militarum. The Space Military. We're calling them... We're calling them Imperial Guard. That's their real name. Yeah. So he's collected Tyranids, Eldar. Uh, Eldar. Space Marines. Spac... No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they're called. That's not what they're called. <laughs> to clarify, Astartes. Henry used to be a Space Marine collector, so... Yeah, any... I'm a Space Marine collector. Yeah. Uh... Who's branched out to Admech now. He's now Admech, that's why I insult him all the time. Anyway, yeah. to get back on off-topic, because this is meant to be a Necron Codex review. This will be a Necron Codex review. God damn it, but... First, the assault phase. Demonets. Yeah. So, Jack, Imperial Guard. Jack's Imperial Guard commander, and he's he's a pretty good player, but he has some strange, almost like blind spots, where something just like... It loves, just Yeah, you, you don't think of this thing, and to be fair, I did not consider this myself. Did not consider this. So... This is 5th edition, by the way. This is 5th edition. edition. He, you could take 50 guardsmen in a squad. A platoon. I think you can still do that. I yep. think you still can. Yeah. And morale used to work differently back then. So it wasn't just you lost uh, the amount of model. Or you took as many wounds as you lost the morale check by. Yeah, which is 8th edition. Yeah. Like, the unit would start running away, but then could rally, etc. So, in 5th edition, you would take a leadership check, which would be you roll 2d6. If you roll under your leadership... morale check. Morale check. I apologise. So leadership tests are different. Yep, that's true. That's with like pinning and stuff. Yep. Uh, 
you roll these 2d6. If it's below your leadership characteristic, you're fine. You stay put. If you fail, and in close combat, if you fail this morale check, you start running. Now, yeah. again, we talked about initiative before. We're going to assume you're t- listening again. You listened to the first one, because I don't want to describe that again. That would take us way, way <laughs> off topic. But you would you would try and run away from your opponent, now, the enemy unit, and you would roll a d6 each and add your initiative. Yeah. So, anyway... These demonets. And I think you did say before the battle began, I think we both were like, hey, do you want to take a commissa? And he's like, I don't really need commissa. Mainly because commissas are metal as fuck. Like, yeah. hey, we're going to w- run you, away. You fail morale no, check, not. they execute him. I'm going to shoot a bloke. They kill a bloke, you pass the check. Oh, no, you get a... It used to be you get to re-roll it. You get to re-roll it. Then they changed it to you just automatically pass. Now, fuck knows. Honestly, fuck knows. <laughs> fuck knows what a commissa If does. we ever do I more Codex reviews, honestly, I think we've got enough material here to last us four years at the rate we're going, but... It's been nearly five minutes and we're not on the Necrons yet. But this is this story. <laughs> this we, is worthwhile. we prefaced everything This now. is worthwhile. So, and we basically, yeah, commissa, nah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. So, I had ten demonets. I used to be Slaneshi. Still am, but Necrons for now. So, the demonets were making their way towards these 50 guardsmen. 50 guardsmen open fire. And Jack, not, not only does he have a few like tactical blind spots, he also has the problem where his rolling is below average. Well, I wouldn't say it's tactical blind spots. I think it's just more, we didn't consider this. Nobody yeah. considered this. So, they, And this yeah, is the story also, that we quote to then uh, make sense of this scenario and so that we don't forget. Yeah. So he opens fire at the demonets and he manages to wipe them out down to two. There's two left. At which point they manage to get into assault range of his guard. And they attack. And his guard are positioned in this huge building. And on the bottom floor, I think there were, what, like five or so? Maybe less? I think there was three. It was three guard on that floor. Yep. So in the first round, Demonet's assault, and they kill all three. At which point he couldn't retaliate, because none of his, his... This is before they piled in. None of his men were within assault range, so he couldn't attack back. He then had to take a morale check at minus two, and he failed. You then have to flee. Except, in the old rules, if you couldn't flee anywhere because there wasn't space, the unit was removed from the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two demonets if took you, down. If you couldn't roll higher than your opponent and run away, including oh, no. your initiative, he and you have, had to make the distance away from them. He, he didn't have the space to run, that was the thing. Exactly, he, yeah. only he flee couldn't up get past yeah. your demonets. So the entire 50-man unit, now 47, died to two demonets. And now, what's fantastic about this is if you go from a law perspective, these are demons. These these guys are scary. Also, these these guardsmen were actually positioned a little bit further forward than the rest of his force. It's all about a gun line. Also, his artillery yeah. strikes were always straight bang on target. On. This was the bang time he on. could roll. Sill it back. Yeah. If he if he had the what was it um, the the basilisk, his basilisk. basilisk shots always landed. And he had a great gun line back there, and he had like fifty guardsmen. They advanced. They moved. Into yeah. this building. Great position. Take, yeah. Great position in this building. Like, it's brimming with guns. Yeah. Guardsmen poking through the every battlefield. Orifice. Yeah. Demonettes. Kill them to a man. So you just have the rest of the Guardsman force looking up at this building, hearing screams, seeing flashes of gunfire as two demonettes butcher them all. And what's fantastic, law wise, again, rules wise, this is kind of like, wow, this feels shitty. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. It was shitty. It was really <laughs> it shitty. It was hilarious. <laughs> Never leave home without the Commissa. Never. Yeah. And, but you think law wise, these guys don't have the commissa. They're only men. They panic. The demonettes have all this mind shit going on, and they've got their jubblies out, and they're slicing and dicing through this building. And not only is there, you know, there's 50 guardsmen, but they can't bring their guns to bear. They can't bayonet these yeah, guys because they're spread, space, out. they're spread out. They're different yeah, rooms. They're it's... spread out through this ruin. 
demonettes are just lithe, dancing through, killing these men. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Grossly unfair. <laughs> Grossly <laughs> unfair. Very Absolutely. unlikely. I think we both apologise. I wasn't even playing. I apologised. Yeah, it, it it was. I laughed a lot, but I also felt a little bit bad. Which, I mean, that, if that, you know me, that's that's hard to do. Like, yeah, that's the closest it's come to tabletop sodomy. <laughs> I'm the sort of the person who would deep strike in a pack of five raptors to like in the old days deep striking. Like, you could deep strike anywhere, but if you you could you had to like roll a scatter dice, and if you land on something, you basically died. I would always deep strike my raptors in like a tiny pocket of like a three inch square area, and then melt a gun three of your tanks. That's just what I did. <laughs> Yeah. So me feeling bad on the tabletop was difficult to do. Basically, Alan's rolling is so bullshit, there is no such thing as risk. Absolutely not. It's just basically, hey, what would be really nice if I shoved this melter gun up your ass? That's a separate story. But (laughs) if he had to roll for it, he would make it. Yeah, every time. So the second story. This is one that concerns both of us. And this is like, that's the hilarious story. This is probably the just most awesome. This is 40k. Yeah. So this is when I was playing Tyranids for a bit. Uh, I had a Hive Tyrant, which I had cut off the uh, what tendrils of, what was it, Venomthrope? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Venomthrope, yeah. Venomthrope. So they had all these, like, tendrils coming out the front with barbs on the end. It was kind of like, you know, kind of like a squid-type deal. Think that. So I put that under Hive Tyrant's face and called them Cthulhu. Yes. Yep. Stuff of nightmares. Yep. This is, this is before they're, like, because I believe they're currently what is technically known as a rape train. But <laughs> the technical term, yeah, technical the term. Latin. In the, old, in the, the olden Latin. days, they were just absurdly powerful. Yeah, they were close combat monsters, and that was enough. And what, what did you have? You had I had a mixed unit of close combat terminators. So there were some lightning claws, a few thunder hammer storm shields, and a librarian. Didn't you have ten terminators? It was not ten. It I was th- six. Okay, it six. Was six. Okay, I think maths wise, you win. Like I think you were meant to win fairly hard in that scenario, but yeah. due to how rolling works with us two. Also, I believe in that edition you could choose who you attacked as the attacker, oh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to I'm going to take it on the storm shields. Yeah. So first of all, you killed my lightning claws. Yeah. They then so, failed storm shield saves magnificently. Oh yeah. So the hive giants barreling towards my lines, in a you know, and I have uh, Jack, my imperial guard ally. He is a soft flank, open to this hive tyrant. I deploy my terminators out of deep strike, right in the face of this hive tyrant, as in. You know, fuck it, you go no further. Yep. This is where I stop you. I will defend my ally. Terminator's noble as balls. Absolutely. Hive Tyrant charges in. Bone swords. Bone swang in. It's like a bone sword, a whip, and some other stuff, which I think may have been guns. Just eviscerating Terminators. Left, right, and centre. I think the entire combat took three turns. Yep. The Librarian is outside of the combat... In my turn, I charge him in because this is the you know th- that's the sort of place we are. We're yeah. all about heroism. There was at one point where I was going to lose a battle because my terminus were top. They were the only unit that could help. They were top of building. And they had to try and kill one chap. It's like, oh damn, I'm never going to get there because I have to. It takes a turn to get into the building and turn to get out. And we went, you know what? We can make him jump and he roll a d6 and roll. Off. I think it was a five plus to take a mortal wound essentially. Because yeah, we, we'll go. What's more fun? What's more awesome? So while it may not have been the best move for him to assault with the librarian, it was the coolest thing to do. Yeah, and in this day and age, psychic powers, 2d6 against your leadership, simple as. Uh, force, you had to cast force on your weapons, but back then, force was insta-death. It was big. 
Like, it was a forced weapon where, like, you caused a wound, then they had to roll to see if you then instantly yeah, killed. you had to make one attack, I believe. It was it was kind of weird and juicy yeah. at the same time. And so this, this Hive Tyrant, butchering his way through the cohort of Terminators, just slicing his way. Now, back in this day, Shadow of the Warp, it meant you had to roll 3d6 and roll under your leadership if you wanted to get a psychic power off within 24 inches of a Tyranid Hive Mind guy. Which sucked. Which yeah. really sucked. I loved it. So yeah, it, your average roll is ten point five, and your leadership was like nine or ten. So it, it's always above. So when it came to the final round of combat, after the terminators were butchered, butchered, I butchered, butchered. I think the hive giant had taken minimal damage. No, no minimal. the hive giant had taken minimal damage and got the librarian down to one wound. Yeah. At which point? At which point? He strikes. He wounds. I then make the psychic power test. A feat beyond my reason. Seeing as on average you're rolling 10.5. And I suck at rolling. I've tried it, I've practiced, I still suck. I make this roll. Head cannon. Head cannon now. Use your imaginations. Here we go, into imagination land. The librarian thrusts. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, no. (laughs) He's forced stuff deep into the centre of the hive tyrant, and some sort of psychic bullshittery blows this hive tyrant apart. This hive tyrant is fairly healthy, minimal wounds, maybe a couple of thunderham and scuff marks on his chitin. Then fucking annihilated. Chitin, then blown apart. However, hive tyrant had acid blood. Which basically meant when something causes a wound against it, I think it was on a 4+, plus. it causes a wound. I think you had to roll under your toughness or something, or over your toughness. It, it was basically fairly unlikely. It was like 50-50 to happen. Yeah. Maybe a strength 4 hit. But it had no AP whatsoever. So all you had to do was roll a 2-plus armor save. <laughs> so naturally I fail. <laughs> I fail miserably. But it's just this awesome image of the Terminators landing, defending the Imperial Guard... Then the librarian... The butchering. Let's not forget the butchering. The, the butchering, yeah. And he had the lash whip, which was terrible back then for my guys. It, it caused... struck last. Yeah, I think it was only one unit, though. Like, one model, which got initiative one. Oh, yeah. So I think that's how I like, kept your librarian out of it. Yeah. For like a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, just overcoming the odds, destroying the hive tyrant, but then drowned in the acidic blood as well. The pure ulti- victory. The ultimate sacrifice. And I was out of the game. I had 100% come out of this points inefficiently. <laughs> I had lost like 600 points worth of units to like 300 points worth of Hive Tyrant, but it was fun. It was great. It was juicy. It was fucking glorious. And we have a lot of, like, we have similar things with the Assault Phase. Like, none of that good, but we have a lot of stories like that for the Assault Phase. Whereas the Shooting Phase, not that many. Which is why we prefer the Assault Phase. Now, we have oh, a no. Necron Codex. Just before that. Oh, good, sweet Just Jesus. before that. Just <laughs> we are so, so sorry. <laughs> no, so swiftly in here. So yeah. swiftly. Yeah. You won't even see me. I'm a hawk. It's a podcast, they can't see you. That's true. The sound I'm emitting is coming at them at a speed they won't see. Right. (laughs) That's true. Now, compare that to the shooting phase. Oh yeah, I got my three Tau units to shoot this guy off the board. No, a Riptide happened. A Riptide. A Riptide. A wild Riptide appeared and blew this guy's dick off. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's what I, I didn't choose that no, to happen. We're, we're not it, saying the shooting phase is bad, because you can do plenty of interesting things oh, with yeah. it. But 7th edition tower were the problem. As we said in the last podcast, look, that was like a year ago now. Anyway, yeah. Necron Codex. Necron Codex. Oracan. Dive on in. Dive on in. Oracan, I like. I'm just saying this off the, the diviner. Or diviner, as some people like to say. The diviner. I, I like him. So he, he does the strolling of five inches. 
WS 3 plus, BS 3 plus, strength 4 times 4, wounds 5, attacks 2, leadership 10, save 4 plus. He's got the Staff of Tomorrow. Oh, I like uh, that. I like that already. Like With the mystic bullshit that's going on. Th- this guy is all Why about not? the mystic bullshit. Why not? So he has... It hits at his strength, AP minus 3, D3 damage, and you can re-roll failed hit rolls for this weapon. Which is pretty good. But he hits on 3s, doesn't he? He hits on 3s, yeah. Yeah. He has Living Metal, so regens 1 wound per turn. Mm-hmm. Master Chronomancer, which is um, friendly Sotok infantry units within 6 inches of him have a 5 plus invun save, which is... Identical to a Chronomancer. Good. Glad we could identify that. Glad we could identify that. Universal special rules, guys. Remember it. He's a Technomancer, which is plus one three animation dun, protocols dun, dun, dun. for models from Sotek Infantry. Okay, actually, no. The reason why... Wait, no, he's he's not actually Dynasty. You know what? No, I was he's going to... No, no. Orokan has Sotek Dynasty. Okay. I was going to clarify why Illuminor Seasus is Master. It's because it's all friendly Necron units. Ah, we found it out. We found it out. We, we have found, found it out. out. Whereas cryptics are the same dynasty. There we okay. go. That's why it's different. That's why it's the master. Yeah. Okay. We apologize. We apologize. We were wrong. I'm sure it's the only time that'll happen over the course of this entire Codex review. Guys, expect everyone at all times to be faultless. That's the way I go about life. Okay. All times. Sarcasm. Just in case it doesn't come off. Sarcasm. So that, that's all fine and groovy. But how he gets his unknown points cost here... Okay. ...is... The stars are right. Okay. Roll a d6. It sounds like a game show. It basically is. This man is basically <laughs> how you turn your battle into a game show. Yeah. Roll a d6 at the start of each of your turns. If the result is less than the current battle round number, Orokan uses the Orokan Empowered Profile for the rest of the game. The only damage he's taken, has, he's sustained, is carried over. Now, his Empowered Profile is kind of fun. He still strolls. Okay. But his WS is 2+, plus, his BS is 2+. Plus. Remember his re-rolling failed to hits? Yes. Like, yeah, that's insane now. Strength 7, Toughness 7, Wound 7, uh, Attacks 4, Leadership 7, Save 4 plus. Like, he's a baby Catan at this point. How many wounds, sorry? 7. 7. Yeah. He's a baby Catan. And if you do the maths on this, he basically, if you, I think it's like assuming that the battle ends at turn 5, um, it's like an 87% chance that he turns up. Like, admittedly, that's sort of skewed towards the end of the battle, but then again... A sixth of the time he just turns up on turn two, being a Catan. A baby Catan, but one that still buffs your reanimation protocols and gives infantry five pluses if they're near him. Like, Yeah, it's kind of scary. I mean, uh, given his number of attacks, again, limited to probably just twatting on vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but he's, a nice he's not too especially more mystery box than a Cryptex mystery box cost. Like he's, oh, like he's not too much more yeah. as just a sort of backup plan for a look. Because if you're if you're using this guy, yeah. you're probably using him as part of a triumvirate or triumvirate of him, an overlord, and a lord, with a blob of warriors advancing, getting closer and closer and closer. And that's just to overlap all their buffs. Just to have way. all the laps, all the laps overbuffing, all the laps, all the buffing overlapping. Okay. So that means that when you like the fact that he's not a baby Catan early on doesn't matter. But as you get closer, it's maybe just be nice to have a baby Catan to pop out and maybe wreck a vehicle if it's there or not. Like, admittedly, paying the extra points to have maybe something useful, yeah. not good. Like, again, this guy is not competitive in any Non-competitive, way. yeah. But he's fun as balls. Oh, yeah. And I, again, with Necrons, I kind of love this Mayan calendar of Doomsday. As in, you know, we'll get to it later, but the Necron Warriors, if you don't wipe out all of the unit, or indeed any infantry unit they have... 
and destroyers. If you don't wipe out all of them, they have this reanimation protocols where some of them will stand back up. And that's kind of great because your casualties don't replenish. So if you trade blow for blow, teehee, 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 I've lost my trade of thought. <laughs> Necron oh, yeah, Warriors the, win. The Necron Warriors win. Yeah. Like, you have to outblow them. Big blows <laughs> win games, right? Uh, so this Diviner chap. Yep. Oricon. 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 Sorry, I think I've been calling him Oricon in terms of just Warframe. Get, get on with it. <laughs> Oricon. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. He's going to turn into this big daddy Shawadi. But you've got to stop either him or the rest of those forces so it's too late for a Shawadi to make difference. Yeah. Or a difference. His law makes absolutely no sense, but I kind of don't care. What does he do? Like, literally, his law is he can see the future. Okay. And rather than... Instantly questions. And he can travel kind of back in time. Further questions. (laughs) (laughs) But rather than go back in time and change things, he goes back and warn himself... He goes back in time to try to make things happen how he saw them happening. So you can't see the future but a possible future, but he has time travel to try and make that possible future happen. But he can only use it rarely because it's sort of Marty McFly's the universe. He may be responsible for the Great Rift. Did he kiss his own mother? Unknown. <laughs> we can't prove it. Yeah. Well, so he, he may had, be he responsible these... for the Great Rift. Oh, no, I'm just saying that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. I, I'm just making that up. This is also really bizarre because the way things are for the Necrons... They aren't especially great at the minute. They're not especially great. Like, guys are waking up, but we're not in the ascendancy of the Necrons yet. Fuck no. And given that this guy can see the future and try and amend the future, like, does he just see a a chaotic future? Like, whatever it is, he will then try and make it like that? No, no, Um, if he sees an event happening, like, uh, war going a certain way, he'll try and make that happen. Like, he has, I think, tried to make things go in his favour, but it's massively fucked over things later. Like, he wants okay. to win a certain battle and then screwed him over later massively as a result of him doing so. So he minimises how much he fucks with the future. Okay. Um, but the interesting or thing is... fucks with the past. The main thing which is, makes him interesting yep. is he's entirely self-serving, like most Necrons, but he does it in a weird way whereby every now and again his plans will align. This is the stars are right thing. Okay. Um, he needs his own theme song, let's be honest. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does. He does. Like an, an 80s guitar yeah. solo. So, if all these plans then align and he becomes the empowered. It's never explained what that is. Maybe in the old rules, but not at the moment. Like, it, it makes <laughs> no do, sense. It, I like, do love this, by the way. Like, I can see the future. I know what's going to happen. So I turn into a big fuck-off giant I think guy. he says he, he makes time traps or something similar. Like, hang on. It's not time traps. That's not the words. I'm going to find it. Okay. Listen to the furious turning of pages. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Chronomancy Suspicion... Uh, once the stars are in proper alignment, he'll embrace his true legacy. His physical form will become a vassal, vessel a vassal, <laughs> for impossible celestial energies, making him <laughs> a shining being of terrible power. And the temporal traps he's set through the galaxy will activate. Like, I have no idea what the fuck temporal, that means. Temporal, I think whoever wrote this is looking at Greek mythology and thinks, I can be higher and I can write more. <laughs> like, hold on. Go back to that bit where he says about the impossible. No. <laughs> I have to find the page again. Do you know how hard that is? It's like three pages. Five. It's ten, a lot of pages away. Seventeen. Do you want to discuss it while I try and find it for Okay. You? Whatever it was. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah. But it basically said he does something which is impossible. Uh, this is... like impo- th- He becomes a vessel for impossible celestial energies. What the fuck does that mean? Like, that's not even Catan. Because Catan are... Like, ipso facto... 
a part of this universe. They are so vital that destroying them damages the universe, but you know, I've no idea how they've just said it, okay? Wait, hold on, we've got to get to them later. We're going to get to them later, but that's, as in, that's a so little... it can't be Catan. So the only thing I can think of is, is he possessed by the... Has he channeled the warp? I don't know, because it says impossible. And that makes me think warp. Maybe he is channeling the warp. Because warp, warp is not part of our universe. Is he channeling the fucking warp? I think that's not what the writer intended, but that's what... Absolutely not, but that's, that's what, what he's implying. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... Celestial... Necrons, Chaos Worshippers. Turns out me collecting them makes sense all along. Well, that would explain why... It means I can give the monolith tits. Going way back. You, as you are way too excited about that. <laughs> I don't... distract you in battle. <laughs> Again, I don't think you're going to... Uh, want to field an army nor would you want to privately hoard an army of vehicles with tits on them I think either way it's alarming you need help it makes uh, tomb spiders a lot more interesting <laughs> alright why would you put them <laughs> I don't know Anorak the Traveller some would say Anrakir 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 but I call him Anorak um, let me see his name it's Anrakir Can you verify that's Anrakir? That's Anrakir. So I'm trying that's to I'm trying to minimize dead air dead air here, but you can't read, so I it's making things last a lot longer. That's why I'm reading the codex. Look at that line of dead air right there. I, I apologize. <laughs> that's okay. that's some time to reflect on ourselves. While you try and read. While I try and read. <laughs> How we go into Warhammer, we'll never know. So Anorak strolls, as all the necrons do at five inches. Yep. WS two plus, BS two plus, strength six, interestingly. Oh, uh, toughness 5, Wound 6, Attacks 3, Leadership 10, Save 3+. Plus. And he's armed with the Tachyon Arrow and a Warsythe. Okay. Tachyon Arrow is 120 inch range. As if you need it. Assault 1, Strength 10, AP-5, D6 damage can only be used once per battle. Which I'm going to say now, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really weird one. Because like, Strength 10 doesn't matter that much nowadays, like at no. all. Because Strength 10 used to be massive. Because it instant killed things of Toughness 5 or lower. And also, like, wounding a, a land raider. On oh, a 2+. plus, No, 3+, plus because they four were... 4+. plus. But they toughness 10? They were armor 14. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I... Going back to armor God, I, I forgot how... How the world I, used yeah, to be. Yeah, sorry. I, I always champion how the world used to be, so the fact I forgot is bad. I was thinking, like, nowadays... Go, I'm so sorry. Go back to 2nd edition. I'm saying, but in, like, nowadays, it basically becomes a 3+, plus to wound a land raider. Yes. But it's only wounded. Which isn't that worth it, because the Necrons have strength 7 and strength 9. Yeah, like... You know, and it's and only more one shots use. than one. If, yeah. had, if you could use it multiple times, it'd be a little bit crazy. It would but like, be, not especially. Again, but what what is it, what else does he do? Well, that's what we're about to cover. Oh, after we discuss his war sign, <laughs> <laughs> he has one, which is strength plus two, AP minus four, D two. Yeah, that's like generic war sign. But the interesting thing is because of his strength of six, which means he wounds Space Marine equivalents on two plus. That is nice. Mm. And vehicles of toughness seven on three plus. Yeah, which is. Big. Or Orican, Orican, on a three on plus. A three plus. If you're doing that, because Orican is a common thing used to analyse the potential damage of units. <laughs> Everyone's there <laughs> going the marine quality, guardsman quality, terminator quality, marine equivalent, marine equivalent, yeah, and then Orican equivalent, mech, mech tech jack or gek, and then Orican, <laughs> Orican. Does it kill Orican though? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. That's yeah. That's when we're making our points. Back. He has living metal, so he regens one wound turn. Okay. Lord of the Pyrian Legions? Yeah, fucking it, is, that's how you pronounce it. Alright. Add plus one to the attacks characteristic of friendly Necron infantry units within three inches of him. That's nice. So that's Doesn't any that, Necron. Any Necron infantry. No dynasty. No dynasty requirements. Because yep. he doesn't have any. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There may be people who haven't gotten dynasties before. No, wait. There's 
people, people, yeah, no. we've sailed past them. Who gives a fuck at this point? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Basically, Illuminor's the only one who hasn't got a faction. All the others are Sautek. There we go. Yeah. Sautek. Yeah. So, that plus one attack is gravy. That is if, gravy. If, if you, you can stack that, that's gravy. If you're going for Navok, and they're the close combat ones, like him near Flayed ones or Lich Guard, like especially Lich Guard. Cause yeah. Does it affect other characters? Uh, yep. Hmm. Necron Infantry units. But he doesn't have My Will Be Done. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. My will be done. He does. Oh, yeah. so he could be part of the triumvirate, which we mentioned earlier. He absolutely could be, but he's also taking up the same spot, same spot, same spot as the Stormlord. And I'm going to be honest. I think the Stormlord's better because the Stormlord can buff two units, and I value buffing two units with their range characteristics of warriors. To clarify, yeah. is better than giving them plus an attack. Okay, so the Stormlord, which is borderline competitive, this guy's below him. Yes, ex- with the exception of if you do something like a Night Scythe drop with Navok, um, yeah, Lichguard. Because Navok basically get plus an attack on a charge, or if they are charged, or if a heroic intervention happens. So if you then have this guy near them and they charge, wait, no, you'd have to charge with them. Yeah, he'd have to be within range as well. Like I think the ice can drop fairly close. But if you get him close enough, that basically means they have four attacks on a charge of strength seven. If you use a stratagem, strength eight. That's actually a really interesting point to mention because if you want him to assault the same unit as your lich guard, yeah, let's pretend they're both seven inches away. Yeah, lich guard charge. Uh, well, actually, seven inches is not too bad because you probably spread out like the back of the Lich Guard unit, so they're yeah. still within three. Like, say he fails the charge, uh, and this means that he's not even giving the plus one attack bonus. Yeah. Like, it, it's a bit iffy. It's a bit iffy. Like, nine times out of ten, because you don't move get if it. you fail the assault charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're going to stand there, but nine times out of ten, you're going to get this plus one attack. Right. We're just saying, like, there is a scenario where you might not. Okay, mind in the machine. This is a fun one. Okay. At the start of your shooting phase, choose an enemy vehicle model within 12 inches of Anorak and roll a d6. On a 4+, choose one of that vehicle's weapons. You may shoot with that weapon at another enemy unit. This weapon fires using the vehicle's ballistic skill. Which is a fun rule. It is fun. It's also fun how it's worded, because, as I'm sure if you're bothering to actually listen to a review of the Necron Codex... (laughs) A proper one. Yeah, Yeah, a proper one, unlike this one, this train wreck. Yeah. Then you already know that it means that he ba- he he basically the the shot comes from him. Yeah, he he takes a weapon profile. <laughs> yeah. He then fires with that weapon profile, which is kind of weird. It's kind of like you have to imagine he's using portals or except some it's just mind in the machine as though he's controlling. Look, they've it's, written it poorly. Yeah. They've written it poorly. All right, that's what is epic about this. Hello, Mister Storm Surge. I'll take that big rail cannon and fire it. Thank you. Yep, it's really cool. Uh, I do like it, and again. This comes into what your enemy's playing. So let's pretend knights are super meta, which yep. I think they, they are pretty darn good. Yep. Uh, or storm surges. Storm surge might be meta. I... It might be. Well, I think you can get like five of them for 2,000 points, like yeah. five and some other stuff. Let's, let's pretend it is, though. Yeah. Let's pretend it is the meta. And you yep. know this is the meta. This guy is... I like him now. I really like him. Is I... it once per game or once per turn? Once per turn, I still... Once per turn, I, I'm going to be firing your Storm Surge at another Storm Surge. I, I, okay, it's fun. I, I like him, because he's, he's fun, he buffs stuff, but I still think he's not competitive. In no way, shape, or form. Unless you have a really yeah. focused Alpha Strike based around, like, a couple of units of Lich Guard you're managing to get in with multiple Night Scythes. Yeah. Then maybe. Like if, okay, if you had, like, two Night Scythes... Oh, no, because you can only use the drop two units in one turn stratagem once. Yeah. So you need a shit ton of Night Scythes with a shit ton of Lich Guard and dropping him all within a tiny area. Like, I just don't see it working. He also has a 4 plus in burn from Fate Shifter. That's great. And my will be done. That's great. Still not competitive. 
His law, briefly, uh, he basically is a freelance operative going around waking up Tomb Worlds. He wakes them up, he then demands like, a tithe of a few, well, some of their stuff, and goes on to wake up the next one. He just wants Necrons to be great again. I Well, okay, that's a dangerous line to... <laughs> We're not discussing that. But I, I like that law. I really do, yep. because I think there's a lot of Necron players out there. I, I mean, me included. I'm not a Necron player, but, you know, we kind of want the Tomb Worlds to be waking up a bit more, because we're approaching the end times. Sadly. Know, for 40k. So, Let's hope it doesn't go yeah. like fantasy. I, we'll touch on that another day, because I'm very sore from it. But, but we all are. <laughs> we all are. We are. But we want the Necrons to be waking up a bit more, you know, because everyone else, you know, the chaos energies have split everywhere. Raboot is tossing off demon Primarchs left, right, and center. Demon Primarchs and Raboot are another discussion. That's another discussion. Look, we have material, is what we're saying. Oh, we. we yeah, it's entertaining, no, but my God, we have it. <laughs> yep, and we're going to publish it anyway. That's apparently how but, GW works. Oh, oh that's, <laughs> that's a dangerous line to toe. Yep. But anyway, yeah, love it. More Necrons waking up. Fun. Fun stuff. Like the law. Good law. Thumbs up. Tress in the infinite. Our Here boy. We go. Here Our we go. boy. Okay. Oh my god. Emma Gowd. You may have guessed, but we love him. Just just, just a little bit. <laughs> love him in like a, a crazy uh, child's like, TV program, Saturday morning type of thing. Oh yeah, he... he... Because we we like to think of the Necrons like the old days, etc. Sinister and killing machines with you know just serving ancient star gods. But the, uh, there's no oh, yeah. no mercy, etc. Nothing from them. Trezin doesn't fit with that at all, but we love him anyway. Trezin is a crazy, crazy guy. He's, he's like a Necron on coke. He's in the seventies. He runs a disco, and he's just doing whatever he wants because he's on coke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He strolls at five inches. This motherfucker strolls. He, he like the others we say stroll. This one literally strolls. He doesn't yeah. give a shit. He doesn't care. WS two plus BS two plus strength five, toughness five, six wounds, attacks three, leadership ten, save three plus. Very generic. He's armed with the empathic obliterator, which again I would argue, it sounds to me like it should just kill your <laughs> compassion for others, not literally kill you. <laughs> Like, what does his weapon do? You feel less. Like, at the, okay, so... The empathic obliterator. Like, this is the start of Transin. He's called Transin the Infinite, and he has the empathic obliterator. <laughs> Let that sink in. Let that sink in. It's a melee weapon. Uh, strength, uh, plus two. AP minus one, D3 damage. If a character is slain by an attack from this weapon, each enemy unit within six inches of the slain character suffers D3 mortal wounds. Yeah. I don't know how useful that is, but it's cool. <laughs> it, yeah, it's cool, I guess. I mean, against, uh, like, again, armies like Custodes, Grey Knights, could be great, but he's not that great at fighting. That's the problem. He has only oh, no. AP minus one. Oh, no, but... Damage three, gravy. But here's the thing. Oh. Okay. We're going we're to get there. Him being in close combat is not that bad a thing. Okay. So, before that, though, we've got Living Metal, so plus one, Wound Regen, Baton, etc. Phase Shifter, four plus Invan. My will be done. Which is Nihilak only. This guy, this is his downside. Nihilak. 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 Now, Nihilak, I believe, was what we... Stupid pronunciation. I, look, we've... It's sad times all round. So, these boys, if I can... Oh my god, it's not even that bit of the book. It should... Oh no, wait, wait, wait. Instead of Nihilak, it should be Entomb. Because people would say Entomb. Entomb. Necrons. Entombs. Tomb worlds. Hello. <laughs> He's desperately trying to fill the air. So I'm trying to find the, the dynasty. Oh my god, where's the. I don't that, even that's know. That's the law section. For. It's just there. 
No, I, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the rules. Oh, you want the rules? I want the rules. Yeah, this, this is where things get complicated. I think it's at the back here. Like old codices, old codices. You had the armory, you had like the special rules page. It was gravy. Every unit had an entry in the, and then in the unit entries, you had all the costs of the weapons. Loved it. So new codexes it, are great. I do like the new codexes. Seventh edition codexes. Some of them went weird. Some of them I hated. You know, with this weird, they had like a picture, and then the points cost in the top right hand corner, then the fluff, and then you'd have to go to the back to work out the weapons cost. It's like, no, 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 it, the, the costs, the points, all one page. And I don't like the way that the armory of these codices is in the back. And as an admech player, this is a separate rant, I've got on my own way. <laughs> I, I have I found the dynasty rules, he's just not stopping. I can't I stop I will him. not stop. <laughs> I cannot be stopped. And the thing I hate about the rules at the back, like with the guns, as an admech player, I don't know what the fuck these pistols are. Like Which, it'll be, be fair, like, is thematically appropriate. Yeah, it, it's like a phosphor pistol, uh, an arc pistol, neutron uh, pistol, testicle pistol. We got the pistols. Yeah, a, a heavy phosphor pl- pistol. It's like I don't know. And I looked through the book, and there's no pictures of the guns with the names next to them. So I had to look online to find out what the guns were. And maybe it's in the instructions. I can't remember if it's in the instructions or not. But I hated it. There should just be like the armory section. Show me the guns. I'm a dense, Look, it's dense boy. Show me the guns. <laughs> Show me, can't read. I can't so, read. I can't read. I need pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, you like, uh, their dynasty thing is, uh, basically, they reroll hits of ones for units with, with this code whenever they shoot, including when firing in Overwatch, as long as they did not move in the preceding movement phase and have disembar- disembarked from a transport, which is awful. It's flat out terrible. Because with Necrons, you want to you be doing that little advance, you want to be getting closer. Yeah. It's useful once you get to the objectives, but that's going to be like a turn or two into the game. So it's um, if your if your dynastic protocols or codes, some would say, are only useful from turn two, turn, turn two, turn three onwards. No, they worthless. have to. Well, they have to be twice as good as the ones that affect the whole game. Yeah, if they only work for half the game, and they aren't. They, they absolutely aren't. aren't. Also, should we run through them now? I think Look, the the format of our review is ramble. It's ramble. Let's go through the dynasties. Let's just remind everyone of what we didn't tell you before. Yep. <laughs> what better reviewers would have done first, we're coming back to. Yeah. Let's have a little listen. Okay, so, Sertek. They are, when, if a unit with a code advances, it treats all ranged weapons it's equipped with as assault weapons until the end of the turn. In addition, unless it has advanced this turn, a unit with this code does not suffer the penalty to hit for moving and firing a heavy weapon. That's just really nice for Necron, so you can advance and shoot. To get close to rapid fire range, because yeah. rapid fire range with warriors is gravy. And Necrons across the board typically don't have very long range weapons. And if you can get into rapid fire range, as you said, much better, they, much twice as valuable. Some would say. Some would say. Legends tell. Yeah. Prophecy is foretold. Mefrit. Mefrit. Each time a model with this code shoots an enemy unit that's within half range of the weapon's maximum range, the armor penetration characteristic of that weapon is improved by one. This one is tasty, but it requires you to be within half range, which for most units is bad because, like, rapid fire range is usually powerful enough in of itself. Yeah, and getting there takes too long. Whereas it's useful things like destroyers because they're mobile and deadly, but destroyers don't need the help. Like, do they have rapid fire? No, they have heavy three. Yeah, so they don't benefit from rapid. No, no, this is if you're within half range. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it's still again. Uh, what I would say again, if, if you came against a proper competitive player, if I, you know, if I tell you from the very beginning 
that I have a buff if I'm within half range, depending on the army, I would just kite you. Yeah. I would kite you for as long as possible. Yeah. And then you get very little value, if any. Well, considering the popularity of things which give you minus one BS if they're more than 12 inches away. Oh, yeah. Like, the vast majority of the time these people are going to be kiting you anyway. Yeah, ad mech, raven guard, that sort of thing. Minus one to hit. Terrible. No bock. Uh, you can... Oh, wait, no, sorry. I massively, massively made a mistake earlier. It's not plus one attack. It, with an avoc, it's you can reroll failed hit rolls in the fight phase units with this code if they are charged, were charged, or performed a heroic intervention this turn. Okay, that's a lot better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Rather than plus one attack, it's reroll failed ones, which is tasty, especially if buffed with anorak. Yeah, and the thing I like about that is it's a charged deterrent. If I have a unit of lich guard, yeah, and you would charge me, and I get to, I still get my buff off. Like, it's kind of crazy. It's really uh, player friendly as well. Mm. You know, as in, if you're not a great player, let's say, or just a you know new player, you still get this buff. Yeah, you know, Nihilak, we discussed. Uh, Nefreak, super freaking. We both went different ways, but both. <laughs> okay, this one is if they advance, add six to its move characteristic for that movement phase instead of rolling a dice. And if you used my will be done, you get plus one inch anyway to that. Like Seven this inches. is really interesting that you have to build around. Yeah, which I reckon you could do a lot of cool stuff with. Probably not competitive. I can't be asked to work with it, but I, you could do cool stuff. Yeah, it's teleporting Necrons for fuck's sake. Yeah, d- depending on who you're up against. Again, a lot of this stuff so dependent on who you're up against. If you're against like Tyranids, this is terrible. You don't want to be advancing towards them. That's but terrible. It does mean you're the second fastest army. <laughs> it does make you the second fastest army, which is cool. Which is insane, seeing as Necrons are meant to be the slowest. Yeah, like that. That alone, like you may not even have to build around. Maybe it's just that good by itself to make you yeah. that much quicker. Well, I think uh, the way that I would do this is I would make like a turtle composition. Maybe we should have discussed this last. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'd make like a turtle composition yeah. where I'd make my forces, most of the infantry, very resilient alpha strike, which we'll discuss, you know, yep. in, a, in a bit, in its due time, which may ne- never come. Yep. When we get to the Necron Warriors, then we can discuss. Yeah. And just build around this. And then hopefully survive the first two turns so I can just advance like crazy uh, and then just get my rapid fire off yep. and do horrendous amounts of damage. Which they will do. They will do. They will. Trazin, our boy. Our boy. Back we go. Yeah. How so, long has it been? It's been like 20 minutes. Look, we're going to end this and we're going to have gone through three units. Success. Yeah. <laughs> For Success. us, that's astounding. Okay, so my will be done as discussed. Has phase shifter. Surrogate hosts. Yes. If he is slain, roll a d6. On a 2+, plus, you may choose another friendly Necron infantry character, other than characters that you can only include once, basically any named character, other than named ones. Yeah, can become Trezin. Yeah, remove that model if it were slain, place Trezin in that place with d3 wounds remaining. If no such characters remain, or if you roll the 1, remove him as normal. This is, like, silly and fun, doesn't have to be the same dynasty. Like it can be like the leader of your separate like sub detachment oh, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. At which point it's just no, nah, it was actually him all along. <laughs> I was actually this man, but I'm not actually this man. I'm this man over here. Like this is why this is part of the reason I love him because he is just. I said the Saturday morning. Show. He's a villain. He's he's a very cartoony villain. Oh, oh he's like he's overtly silly. I would love to read it out, but I'm pretty sure we can't. Like I think GW would not be happy with us. But there's a fantastic letter he sent to was an Inquisitor. Yes. Where. He, Basically, she like broke out of his um, collection. He's a collector. That's that's his law. He collects shit. He collects yeah. cool shit and is responsible for the Thirteenth Black Crusade. Yes. Literally, yes. This is 
Oh, good job. Good God. Good I, God. Yeah, okay, we're not going to get through this in time, but... I think the the rest of the show is cause just going to be transient here. <laughs> just There's a lot to discuss. So, he... Oh, God, where was I? He might be the key maker of 40K. Sadly, yes. He's opening the doors for many people. So, basically, she broke out of his collection of... The Inquisitor. Yeah. She broke out of his collection. He has cool shit in there. They're basically a Primark, which... It may have been a clone of Fulgrim at some point. It was Vulcan at one stage, and they then said, no, no, it's Custodes. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. Dumb, mainly. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, I'd be happy with it being Vulcan, to be honest. It, that would, because it would he's, he is an immortal. You cannot kill Vulcan. Yeah. Yet he disappeared. You know, he has to be somewhere, like, in some sort of trap, yeah. in some sort of something. Put him in stasis. Yeah, stasis field. Other you know. Primark should still be in. Not if you have a magical suit of armor and the Eldar to help you. Because the Eldar love humanity. Bring back Fulgrim, put him in stasis again, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I want Fulgrim to come back and and, just, and chop that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. Just, just bap him. Like, because we've had... Hold on. Uh, no, this, we're, this we're is, not. No, no. <laughs> we, I have no, to say no, this. No, I this, have is a separate, this. this is a separate discussion, because like, let's be honest, the Demon Primarchs, we have a lot to say on that. Okay. And a lot to say. Let's just say we're not happy with the current Primarch <laughs> situation. Yeah. We'll are, come the, back to that, yeah. and there, there will be flames, there will be passion, there will be revenge. <laughs> in a thrilling tale. <laughs> it's five ninety nine. Brothers Grimm versus the Primarchs. <laughs> Your dicks. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> Not, all, Not of them. all of them. Some of them are boys. Trans in. Trans in, yeah. So she escapes. And basically sent a bunch of uh was it Catagens? I think it's Catagens. Yeah, yeah. Catagens to take him down. By the way, Catagens, badass. Absolutely. Badass. As one stage Henry used to collect Catagens. Henry just collected most things in this time. He collected I just everything. Yeah. I am trans in. Pretty much, yeah. I am. Just nowhere near as awesome. Oh. Let's be, okay. <laughs> also, please don't try and kill me. I'm not a clone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a very strange set of affairs. Yep. Okay. I was actually no, it's, this not, man it's not a clone. Here. It's a lookalike. It's a series yeah. of lookalikes to, with, with his master his plan. And his, yeah, exactly. His weapons. You think it's, and... it wasn't actually me twirling his moustache. He's the moustache twirling. I'm pretty sure Matt Ward wrote this. Just, guys, if you know Matt Ward, you know. But no, this, somehow, somehow Transin works, though. Okay, sure. That's, that's why I don't think it... I, look, he somehow works. So, this letter... The Matt Wardiest of beat-em-ups. <laughs> this letter. She then sends a bunch of questions, and she gets a letter back from him, where he basically... I can't quote it word for word, because GW will sue me, and I've been told I have to stop inviting them <laughs> to sue me. You need me. to stop incurring their wrath. You need to be... Less of this, bring the litigation, you know. <laughs> I'll face the bureaucracy. <laughs> well, new G, new G, new double, <laughs> judge. The new guys in GW, yeah, are great. Okay. Old GW with the banker in charge. Fuck old GW. No, like the proper old GW. Oh, the talented no, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Nick Nick Priestley, I think his name I don't is. know. Anyway, 2010 era GW. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Please don't sue us. <laughs> I don't want to be sued, but fuck you. <laughs> okay, to clarify, when when discussing possible taglines for our show, I had a few, and the one which seemed most apt was "Brothers Grim Dark." Fuck your law. <laughs> so we will complain. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this letter. This letter. This letter. He sent her a letter back, which basically read, "You're oh, a bitch." No, it's basically, went, "Well, thank you. You, as a fellow collector, you obviously noticed us lacking a few catrin." 
you know, I, I've narrowed them to collection. I obviously had to butcher the vast majority of them because, sadly, they didn't understand. I'm guessing you didn't inform them because obviously they wouldn't go. But, you know, good work lying. That was very intelligent of you. And now, yeah, about a sixth of them I just have in my collection. Thank you very much. I look forward to contacting you again. Oh, by the way, end of this letter, there's a Tesseract Labyrinth. Which she then gets stuck in. But then escapes from, but can't, can't. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The letter right. is a lot better than I made it sound, and it's kind yeah. of amazing, because you have no idea how much of a troll he's being. Like He, he, he is trolling the infinite. Like, he may just be, like, literally saying, thank you, you noticed it was a mistake. Or he may just be being the most smarmy son of a bitch that's ever existed. I that's think wonderful. he's smarmy. I think he's smarmy. I, I think he is. Mainly with the whole, <laughs> you thought that was me? <laughs> no, I'm over here. Oh, uh, wait, I'm over here. Well, that's what happened when he gave Abaddon the Blackstone Fortresses. For try, for try. But I, I think he only gave him one. He may have only given him one. So but he, he... one of the crowning achievements of one of Abaddon's thirteen no. Black Crusades—the only successful one, by the way—the others fucked up. The other ones are like, yeah, we 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 blow up a ship, we blow up, blow up a trader ship. By, basically, the thirteen Black Crusades are crap. Like Abaddon, twelve were shit. They made him a joke. They made him a joke. Thirteenth one succeeds, but the crowning achievement—I believe it was like the tenth Crusade. Was the one that secured both the Blackstone fortresses, which was fucking massive. That's like, oh god, he's he's done something. He's done something. Fail Badon has done something. Yep. Now, <laughs> Necron Law trends in. He uh, he handed them to him. Was it both or was it? Just I, one? I don't know. He certainly gave him. It may have been both, which he then used to take Cadia with. So the only reason why he was able to succeed is because. And by the way, Trezin. I, we don't know why he did it. I think it's because he wants to capture Abaddon. So, like, it's just nonsense. And I can't remember which point it is. I think it's after he's handed over the fortresses that Abaddon then tries to murder him. Or he then tries to insinuate, oh, maybe I could, like, have this or whatever. So Abaddon murders him, at which point it's, ah, that wasn't really me. So he murders him again. It still wasn't him. <laughs> it's never trolling the infinite. Never. Right. Which is also interesting if you think overlords... And lords have a semblance of personality. Yep. Transin has to say, look, dress yep. exactly like me and yep. go talk to that scary motherfucker. Yep. You see the guy in front of you die. Necrons aren't big ones for dying, I don't think. I mean, maybe they're teleported back because there's that whole oh, thing. Oh, like when a Necron, yeah. yeah, when a Necron dies, the body phases back to a tomb world where it can be restored. So maybe it's not that bad. Maybe yeah. not in the new lore. I, I, I'd like to believe. I would like to believe. There we go. How's that okay. sound? So yeah, so Abaddon's crowning achievement before the 13th Black Crusade was given to him yep. by Transin, the fucking troll boy. Which is made even weirder because so the black phone, the black phones, yeah, black the, phones. Black, the Blackstone fortresses work by um, like flipping the polar. No, they basically stabilize an area. Like yes, that I is... believe originally they were just fortresses. They were just star fortresses with bristling with guns, great defensive platforms. However, new law, maybe old law, not too certain. But they, now, now they're the Blackstone, which either repels or basically the warp. They either make an area like warp safe, or you flip the polarity and it's warp. Yeah, it's which, all warp. Real space becomes warp, which is bad for Necrons because they can't do anything with the warp. It's even made worse by the fact because the Catan, the Pokemon of Death, are instantly annihilated by this. If they enter warp, they're instantly gone. It's clarified in the Codex. Yeah, which is so bizarre. And like even with like stuff in the Forge Bane, they're saying that the Necrons are trying to you know like. Like they built Blackstone. Okay, the reason why the galaxy is not the warp is not because of the Emperor. It's because Necrons built Blackstone pylons everywhere. Yes, and then Cadia was the linchpin of the Blackstone pylon, uh, like connection route, the network of Blackstone. 
Uh, and the whole point of Forge Ben is the ad maker trying to secure Blackstone to make uh, real space safe again. Necrons. Necrons are trying to do it to do the same thing. But yeah. obviously, they hate each other. Uh, oh, well, Necrons also want to get the Empire back. Let's be oh, fair. sure. And because it's 40k, we're not going to work together. Great. Groovy. I don't want the ad maker to work with the Necrons because they're a bunch of salty yeah. robots. But Tristan. He's just fucked over his entire race. Yeah. Because the, the he, one thing that fucks over the Necrons is the warp. Yeah. And he just gives Avadon like I am really, really, really looking forward to the bit where they have to justify why he gave them to him. Because as far it's, it's as I'm aware he wants to try and capture Avadon. I think that's it. Which, to be what fair, a bizarre way of going about it. Although, it, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at this point, he's meant to be like more powerful than Primarchs, isn't he? Because the demon Primarchs are bowing to him, which, again, that's a t- topic for another time. Yeah. But yeah. So he's a fine thing to capture. And he's got the talent. Fuck it, the talent of Horus is worth capturing. I'll be after that thing, if I was... Oh, yeah. It, it's a relic. It's hot. Mm. It's happening. Absolutely. So and is it Drachnian? Drachnia, which is his Drachnia, sword. Which, which is, is his sword. He's now the only demon weapon, according to lore. There may be more, but it, within yeah. the rules, it's the only one that works like a demon weapon. Old demon weapons. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe they don't, but we're not going into it. We've gone into far <laughs> too many things at this stage. So, to be fair, he then just captures Creed. <laughs> or Transin. Yeah. Like, I thought the Eldar saved him. Transin stole him. It's implied that somebody, like, somebody turns up and says, you'll keep you safe for eternity or something like that. And so everyone's like, it's Transin. Like, okay. he just turned up and gone, yoink. So the Eldar, this is the the man, Eldar gave This Creed. is the man who can sneak a Bane Blade in behind a tree. Rules back it up. And, yeah, because he could infiltrate anything. Transin. No. Creed. Creed. Creed's the man who could sneak a Bane Blade in behind a tree. What? When? Because he I could, he could infiltrate anything in his army, which included a bunch of units. In 8th edition? Uh, it, it, this is old rules, and for a little bit he couldn't infiltrate oh, okay. everything. Like war, I think it was Warlord Titans he couldn't infiltrate, but Warhounds <laughs> he could. <laughs> That's because he was <laughs> and, so fucking tactical. And in 8th edition I think he can... Oh no, sorry, like, I think he's got a different rule, but Talan Raiders can do it, I believe, from I was reading. Talon. Not Talan. <laughs> Talan. Talan. <laughs> Fetch the muskets. The look, Talan. Look, I, I can't read either. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So tech. So tech. <laughs> so, yeah, he could infiltrate Bane Blades Pine Trees. No, Creed could. Yes, Creed could infiltrate Bane Blades Pine Trees. So Why Trazin, are you saying so tech? Because <laughs> so, I was saying so. When oh. Trezin <laughs> managed to outsmart that motherfucker and capture him. If it's uh, Trezin. I also be. don't like that because I love Creed. I love Creed. I don't want him... Creed, Creed is Winston Churchill incarnate, and that's amazing. Yeah, he's the just having a cigar and being a fat man with a big coat on. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. I mean, we need more of that. Like you have Yarrick, who's the heroic poster boy. Strachan, who's the real hero. Harker, gritty, gritty boy. Marbo, who is. Have you have you seen the side tangent? <laughs> Sorry, I know we're on one, but <laughs> separate one. Have you seen the video of uh, Marbo Aring? No. I'll send you a link to that later. It, okay. It's, it's the summary of all you need to know about Marbo. Guys, look, Google that later. Yeah, honestly. Google look, that look, in your free look time. Look up Marbo. Ah, not with an H, just a lot of A's. Capitals. <laughs> all capitals. Okay. Catacom command barge. All right. Movement 12 inches, WS2+, plus, BS2+, plus, strength 5, toughness 5, wounds 8, attacks 3, leadership 10, save 3+. plus. Single model armed with a gorse cannon, ridden by an overlord armed with a staff of light. <laughs> Ridden by an overlord. Yes. It look. I don't know if that really means anything. I'm guessing not, because there's no way that you can like detach the cavalry from the rider. So See, no, hold on. In previous editions, yep. you could actually get the lord off. 
the right. command barge. <laughs> you... Because you could sail it round, and yes. then he just like plopped out the bottom or something. Yeah. Whereas this edition, for some reason, it's now a unit, and the guy is stuck inside. Yep. That's just how it works now. That's how it works. That's what yep. it is. But I, I also feel, uh, with this iteration... Yep. Why is the Lord even on there? I... As, like, as, you, as, as someone who doesn't know how the old iterations worked... Okay, great. I, 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, go, go through the ranged weapons. All, all the weapons. Yeah, no, we'll, like. we'll go through all the weapons. And the rules. And, and the abilities. Yeah, it's almost as if this is a codex review. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> okay, so... It's armed with a Gorse Cannon, singular. Range 24 inches, heavy 3, strength 6, AP minus 3, D3... So, you know, it's the weapon that the destroyers have. It's then also armed with the Staff of Light. You know, well, the Lord's armed with the Staff of Light, which is range 12, assault 3, strength 5, AP minus 2, D1. But you then can replace the Staff of Light with a Hyperphase Sword, a Void Blade, or a War Scythe. Hyperphase Sword being strength plus 1, AP minus 3, uh, D1. There we go. The Staff of Light, by the way, in close combat is just the user's strength, AP minus 2, D1. Void Blade is. Strength user, AP minus 3, D1, but each time the bearer fights, it can make one additional attack with this weapon. Finally, War Scythe, which is strength plus 2, AP minus 4, D2, if you just want to get in there and try and break shit with your leader. The old classic. Right. We um, haven't quite done with the ranged weapons, but... Do you have anything meanwhile to interject with, Henry? I have the most important data. Okay. Data. Data back to Earth. Data better. It has three attacks. Yep. Right? It's not a close combat monster. No. It's quite tough. Yep. It has eight wounds. Yep. So you can see this is like, oh, maybe, maybe more, this is... More importantly, a... it means you can't snipe it. You can't snipe it. But what I'm saying here... Yep. Is that you can you can use it as like a demi-monstrous creature here. Because it has high toughness. Yep. Uh, very fast movement speed. Yep. High wounds compared to other heroes. Yep. But it's just not good in close combat. So yeah, why would you give it also, it I know, I know we can't we can't really mention the points, but if you you can't even use don't it as like even a, allude to them. They don't exist. <laughs> the the mystery value. Yeah. It, you can't even use it as a distraction card effects because it is just a bit too expensive for that role. It's way too expensive. Plus, if I'm on the other end of this thing, I don't even see it as a distraction card. So effects. we can now discuss the ranged weaponry, see if that oh. redeems it. Oh hello. After you interrupt yes, please. Me. Right, no, so, I had to. Did you? I had to. These people needed to know. All right, you're going to replace this Gorse Cannon with a Tesla Cannon, which is 24 inches, Assault 3, Strength 6, AP 0, D1. Each roll of a 6 plus with the weapon causes 3 hits instead of 1. So, you know, a third... Of, no, sorry. Every two rounds of shooting, you get an extra two shots. An extra two hits. Oh, no, it's not even that, is it? Because it's... That's assuming every single shot hits. Like... It's going to be, what, once every three you get two extra hits? I don't even know. <laughs> I feel like two point something. Look, it's, okay. <laughs> it, it's a negligible amount. It's a negligible amount from a negligible gun. Yeah. So, also it comes with, uh, the Overlord comes with the Resurrection Orb. Excellent. By the way, Tesla should be Universal Special Rule. Just saying. Admet coming soon. <laughs> so, okay, it has Living Metal, which is, you know, regening one wound a turn. Classic. Wave of Command. This is basically my will be done, but with a longer range. So it's 12 inches rather than 6. To better facilitate moving around and buggery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. But, okay, it does have quantum shielding. This 
slightly redeems it when it comes to distraction card effects, but if you're going to do that, you should probably take other units. Quantum shielding is where each time the model fails a saving throw, roll a d6. If the result is less than the damage inflicted by that attack, the damage is ignored. So if it suffers four damage and you roll a three, then the dam a three or less, the damage is ignored. Uh, cannot prevent damage caused by mortal wounds. Okay, now what I'm going to say here, again, if you're using this as a distraction card effects, quantum shielding, combined with its high toughness, combined with its high wounds, is going to make it pretty darn difficult to kill. Its toughness isn't that high. If you're using tank hunting weaponry. Okay, yeah, sure. But if you use tank hunting weaponry, yep. say a Laz Cannon, you roll that D6, he's just got to roll under it, yep. and he completely ignores it. So if you high roll, if you roll a 6, there is basically no chance that you're going to do anything to this guy. Quantum shielding is kind of amazing. Quantum shielding is great. Especially against against the crab boys of the Admech. Which we will cover. Onagers, just so you know. Yep. Onagers. Yep. Just, if you explain the weapon now. Rather okay. Than, yeah. the, the Onager... Because it's more relevant to the Necrons than the Admech. Because the Admech, you know, they're not... Fuck it, just... <laughs> okay. The Onager has the Neutron Laser, which is a 48-inch 48 48-inch 48 range gun, heavy D3, strength 10, AP minus 4. It's basically a multi-shot LAS cannon with one more strength. One more strength does not matter in 8th edition. Unless you're shooting Toughness 5, which is extremely rare. Very, very rare. And oh, no, no, no. Tower Crisis suits, which, if, as we know, they need countering. They're uber due to, the, due to the massive prevalence of those Crisis suits. I mean, we can't discuss points costs, but I can guarantee <laughs> you, if I fielded uh, a mango, literally the fruit, with 58 LAS cannons on it, it would be cheaper than a Crisis suit. Not that we can discuss points. <laughs> Not that we can discuss <laughs> no, points, no. but that is a fact. That so, is a fact. Now that we've dipped our way into the Tower Codex yet again, shall no. we get back to the Admet Codex to eventually get back? To yeah. then come back to the Necrons. Yeah. So this Onager, it's got a big gun. Big whammy daddy. <laughs> that's not what you... <laughs> that's not a weapon. I'm pretty sure that is the weapon. Right. That's how I would describe it. So the big whammy daddy. It. The big whammy daddy. It does D6 damage. But if you roll a 1 or a 2, it counts as 3. So it will always do a minimum of 3 damage. Uh, with quantum shielding, again, you've got to roll a 1 and a 2 to get below that reliable 3. But the average of the Onager is much higher than the Laz Cannon because it will always do minimum three. Which makes quantum shielding even better. Which is great, but I'm never going to shoot this guy with a neutron laser because I simply do not care about him. What are you going to do, shoot the normal guys? <laughs> That's not going to do. You're wasting tank cutting weapon on people who come back from the dead. Yeah, but the command barge is just so unthreatening. Yeah, I'm not it, even worried about well, it. Well, it has some use in that you can, like, my will be done, destroy us. Can you... I should, you should be able to. Uh, I will, I'm flicking ahead briefly just to check to make sure they do count as infantry. They may do. They do, yeah. So you could Destroyers are Destroyers infantry. infantry, which does mean knights can walk over them, but, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly yeah. bloody should. Well, but they can't walk over scarabs. Yeah, this is bizarre. We'll come to that yeah. later. That's <laughs> so ca look, so the Catacomb Command Barge could be used as like a buffer for destroyers. But again, des destroyers, such a premium. Destroyers don't really need the buffs, like... Yeah. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. But, okay. Competitive? No. Just, I would say, hard no here. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel it's a no. Uh, it's a no from me. Simon? I, well, we haven't got Simon on the show, but... <laughs> uh, um, they don't be... know that you're not Simon Cal. Just go with it. Yes, I'm Simon Cal. I've retired <laughs> from the X Factor, deciding that, you know, what I really need to do was start a podcast with my hitherto unknown brother about Warhammer. That was the best way to further my fame and fortune. I think it's plausible. It's In... plausible. Just don't draw attention to it. 
keep going, keep going. <laughs> Roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there may be like some fringe cases where if you have like a lot of destroyers. Even then, I'm still going to say no. Well, no, because it's the other thing which it brings is resurrection orb, which could help out with destroyer reanimation protocols. But you're probably better off taking a cryptech with a little flying backpack beetle up its ass. <laughs> if you want to have a mobile resurrection orb. If you guys so, know Forgebane, you know what we're talking about. If you don't know Forgebane, don't Google that. Google, <laughs> Google different things. Like, no, <laughs> stay away from Google. <laughs> don't even. So, he has a resurrection orb. Have we covered them? I, I feel we may have, but... I don't think we have. I feel like I don't know enough about anything here. Well, that, that's been shown reliably across the course of this show. I remembered the range of a neutron laser. You also said D3 the first time you listed its stats. It is D3. You just said it was D6. No, it's D3 shots. D6 damage. Oh, shit. Yeah. Look, anyway, so... He got schooled. He got schooled. Supposedly, but... <laughs> the, the, re- the resurrection of... I don't know how to read. <laughs> this is the confession section. Yeah. But look, we've covered the fact you don't know how to read. That's why I'm the one with the book. Now, yeah. resurrection orb. If a model has a resurrection orb, then once a battle, it can immediately... After you've made reanimation protocols, rolls at the beginning of your turn... You can make reanimation protocol rolls for models from a friendly Dynasty Necron infantry unit within three inches of the model. So, there we go. It also explodes. Okay, and okay. so the way that I'd use this thing, yeah. if I was going to use it... Yeah, if you were some kind of depraved individual. If I was a complete madman, yep. complete madman, I would surround it with destroyers. Yep. And I'm not particularly worried about it exploding, yep. given quantum shielding, given its wounds, given the fact that you can't even target it. Because it has under 10 wounds. I'm presuming it's character. It's character? It should be, yeah. It absolutely is. It's a character. Okay, so you can't even target it if there's 10 wounds in a unit near this guy. Yep. Only if he's the closest model will you be able to shoot him. He's never going to die. Yep. Uh, Resurrection Orb. Again, I think this is a massive premium to be paying for all these things. Like the close combat's weak. Yep. The ranged is weak. Yep. He's pretty tough, but... Okay, he's, like he's not, not going to be shot, though. That's the thing, he's not going to be shot. You don't need the toughness. Exactly, exactly. Like the quantum shielding, given that, like we just said, he's a character. Yep. I mean, it's fun. I suppose if you get charged by Stompy Magoo, the stompiest of stompers in close combat, it'll help a bit. But even then, they have to get through like the vacuum package destroyers around his testes. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, there's, there's no way... There's no way you're going to get to this guy. Yeah, if if your opponent or if you're the person in control of it, yeah, is doing anything worthwhile with it. Also, can I explain the explodes rule, or are we just glossing over I'd that? Go for explodes. Go for it. Yeah, I don't even know if it's universal special special rule. Maybe it's... seven different types of explodes. In fact, you know what? I I think there is. I think there's multiple versions of explode in this book. I'm going to say yes as well because I'm pretty sure. The Death Guard have, like, putrid explosion or something. I know the Catan have one. I know that... Oh, God. Guys, Universal Special Rules, please. No, no, they're they're too confusing. I'm confused. Just have 14 variations of the same rule. That'll confuse no one. Anyway, so it explodes. When it's reduced to zero wounds, roll a d6 before removing it from the battlefield. On a six, it explodes, and each unit within three inches suffers a mortal wound. Now, this actually has a little bit more utility than you think. I, I would argue that flying it into your enemy's face then having it blow up is going to do more damage than it's going to do the whole game. I'm just saying, due to its large footprint, All right. its explosion radius is actually larger than most explosion radii. 
Okay. Or some, even, rather okay. than most. I don't but, know. Again, banking on your units to fail is never a good way to think competitively. Hey, like, h- half the Necron's thing is, you know, dying. And then coming back, which this man can't do. This man can't he do. He can with a stratagem, but it's really not worth it. Yeah. I Again, okay. Competitive. Yes, no. Obviously not. I'm still on the like, no. I'm still on the oh no. Oh, God. Okay. This... Fluffy, would you take this in a fluffy list? Oh, the fluffle that I... Okay, this actually kind of works from a fluff perspective in that like the main reason why they use it is just for pomp. It also has like some ability of like, oh, you can fly around and keep track of the battlefield and keep pace with it and you know, like see what's happening. They're also robots. They're also robots. I would also point that out. They are yeah, also, also robots. robots. And it, it's mainly so they can fly around and yell orders. I mean, they don't have to. Everything's responding through their brain. Like, the, yeah. the pilots, because Necron Lords aren't flying it, they're sat in a chair yelling and shit. So how they use a war scythe, I don't know. Maybe they, it's like... They swing it through the cracks between their feet. Maybe they have those little, like, extendo arm things with a war scythe on it, and they just sort of flail it. <laughs> so, they just zip it out and twat someone. Like, that's, yeah, that'll that, do. That, that's, <laughs> that's very illegal. <laughs> so... It's the 45 millennium. It's very dark. <laughs> yeah. Grim dark. Oh. Yeah, so... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so, the guys come with Command Bodge, and it's mainly for the fly around, it's an ego thing, and, like, fine, but I don't care. <laughs> okay, now, conversely, here's my point of view. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't care, but somebody may. This is my point of view. Okay. Even if they don't care. <laughs> if the I was an Ekron Lord, yep. I am doomed to eternity yep. in a metal body without sensation. Yep. There is no fun, there mm. is no entertainment, yep. there's only war. I would love to zip around on my hoverboard just yelling bombastically at guys that don't but even You're not even in control of your hoverboard. They have hoverboards. Okay. They have the they, have, they actually have their own little hoverboards you could be having on for fun. Yeah. Or being on, some would say. <laughs> they are there if you want them. I mean, yeah. there's the argument that you want to sit down, but they're robots. They don't yeah. like there's no okay. they're not the joints aren't gonna get tired. And as we'll find out with the various like thousand forms of teleportation Necrons have, there's not even an efficient mode of transport. That's my problem. The efficiency Uh, in the immortal death machines. I think the real problem here, the real problem, is... Is. The pilots. The the pilots are the problem. Again, we're going to have this discussion later on. Yep. The Necrons are robots. Yep. We're familiar with the concept that a robot doesn't have to be humanoid. Yes. Why can't the Necron vehicles just be AI? Yeah, like... That would be so much more awesome. And then with the Catacomb Command Barge... I would have so many more... Just have it be linked to his brain. Because you know what? The pilots are linked to his brain. Yeah. Like, there's no point what? for... <laughs> the yes. pilots are linked to his brain? <laughs> yes. That's why him yelling commands like doesn't do shit. Um, because, well, it, it also I think his voice is like amped up so like anyone on the battlefield can hear it. Which, okay, that's, like, that's admittedly, fantastic. that is pretty that. awesome. I would like, be yelling... Smack-talking the guard as you annihilate <laughs> them would be hilarious. Yeah, I'd just fly past at hyperspeed, <laughs> just going, bitches! <laughs> like, zooming around. He also wouldn't do anything in the battle, but... Oh, yeah, but... I'll the be... points cost... <laughs> which we can't mention. No, we can't mention that. Yeah, so the the little little driver boys are connected to his brain to follow his every command to fly about the place. And also, like... Why are they linked to his brain? Yeah, I don't think why, they... I don't think why they not can... just make the, the barge linked to his brain? Yeah. Why have, like, the extra step of having to have someone push a button for it to happen rather than having the button be pushed at, the, at a brain thought? By the way... <laughs> They're the worst kind. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I also hate the model. 
for this very reason. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. hate the model because they have these two pilots. If you cut the pilots out, and I'm sure someone's done a beautiful conversion of yeah. it, if you cut those out, the model would be so much better. This is a thing both of us have with Necrons. Like, I, I do like the Necrons. But just, there's just a few... You collect them. I'm glad you like them. Well, yeah. It, it... It'd be a shame, otherwise. <laughs> I hate them, but I, I, just... I must buy them. Well, yeah. Uh, Somebody I'm... has to. Yeah, someone has to. I'm trying to support the Xenos. Uh, yeah. So, the tech. there's just some some models which are just, in They're our hideous. opinion... In our opinion, hideous. And I think it's because we are of the opinion that Necron vehicles and like uh, machinery, like the spider, the Necron spider... The, no, the Stalker, because they have a spider. Okay, yeah. They shouldn't have a pilot because they're just a fucking robot. Or, yeah. they, in the case of the Catacomb Command Barge, they can be linked to his brain. Yeah. They have the technology. Also, the fact that he's zooming around in this thing full of bombast and you yeah. know, yelling things and smacking shit and hitting women. Yep. Not saying he does that. Not saying I agree with that. <laughs> he might be. He, look, his sisters about the Necrons are evil. Okay, they may evil, be yeah. doing bad things. Yeah. Well, they it's may not a very bad thing to hit a woman. But they don't may they it. may not be bad considering how. Well, don't uh, no, say that no, after no, I said no, they hit no, women. No, <laughs> not all Necrons hit women. Look, it's a case of look. Hang on, hang Some on. Some of them are just innocent, innocent robots look, picking the, flowers. Look, because the Necrons are so law, whatever the fuck you want them to be, you could yeah. have the social justice warrior Necrons who are just spending their entire lives defending women. It's entirely possible. And it wouldn't be wrong. And it wouldn't be wrong. It wouldn't be wrong. It wouldn't be wrong. Did Necron have women? Like the Necrons here? I... Did they Did they specify the gender? Let, let's stay out of this. This is this is a rabbit hole which is not worth going down. It, yeah, 100%. On the other hand, controversy. Controversy may attract views. You know what? Still no, not I worth it. So. <laughs> stay away from this. <laughs> Steer away on a barge. A command barge. So, flop Catacomb! Command Catacomb barge. Yeah. I still feel it doesn't even look fun to play to me. I well what it, is what is truly fun to play? Like <laughs> wait, what, what's the quantifier that would make this okay. fun to play? I want it fast. It is fast. I want it hard hitting. It's definitely not that. I don't want something that's just incredibly tough and won't die while my my opponent just rolls whatever against me and I just sit there and my thing doesn't You die. collect Admech with Multiple knights. Yes, but they <laughs> they hit very hard. <laughs> they move fast. They hit hard. That's what I enjoy. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy copious amounts of bullshit. Yes. And speaking of copious amounts of bullshit, the next time on the Brothers Grimdark, we may actually. Oh wait, no, we won't. Okay, I was hoping that we'd get to the end of the HQs, but there's four left. And considering we're getting through three, uh, quite reliably, reliably across two episodes now. Actually, no, we, we may. That's 100%. We may get through all four, simply because, at this point, the lore for each one is not going to be so in-depth. In yeah. They're going to be more generic, although whether we can stay on topic, that's a challenge in of itself. So, until next time, which I think, have we, we haven't announced a, a schedule, have we? We're aiming for Fridays, that's, that's what we're going Every for. Every Friday evening, tune in, be there, don't be square. Like evening UK time. I don't. I don't. I don't know where our <laughs> listeners are from. Like evening, you evening UK Guys, time. No guaranteed time, but Friday. At some we, point on a Friday, we will find you. No, we won't. <laughs> to let you know <laughs> when it's happening. So please, guys, tune in next time where we will try to finish the HQ section in Brothers Grimdark. Wish us luck. <laughs>